25. This is Vanessa. And this is Felicia. Today we are going to talk about self-sabotage. Before we get started started, I just want to say that I think Vanessa's mom drives my self-sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. It's like sometimes her finishing her workouts at fucking 2 in the morning are motivating, but most of the time it's fucking infuriating. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, can't you fucking be an old grandma now? Cheryl Come on. closed her rings. We know. <laughs> we know. It does make me mad when it's literally like one o'clock and Cheryl's closed all of her rings. What the fuck do you do all day, bro? What? Yeah. I'm going to fight How you. How are you closing your stand hours by then? You know what? I hope fucking Maddox pisses on your couch. That's what I hope. <laughs> While you're Seriously. changing his fucking diaper, this fucking little pee stream. Get it, Maddox. <laughs> Some of us need, need that. If it happens, uh, tell me. <laughs> okay but really we are talking about self-sabotage today and i i i feel like people are going to listen to this episode and immediately be like i don't self-sabotage and then we're going to throw out some examples and some hurt feelings are going to happen because i swear probably 99 percent of my, my feelings guys were hurt the whole time writing this <laughs> felicia was like, just sitting there taking notes while calling me out on all the things i'm not doing that i should be and i was yeah. like i hope you choke on a dick we both self-sabotage <laughs> to be clear I think it's a common thing to do, especially when you get busy. Yeah. But recognizing it is good and working on it. Obviously, we have some work to do. I mean, we do, but am I going to do it? Probably not. I mean, you are, though. She's specifically talking about me registering for to be get some hours done so I could get another license. So you can be an intern again. I No, I refuse to call myself an intern. <laughs> I have way too many degrees uh, and experience to be an intern again. But we're going to be really licensed have... and interns at the same time. I, that um, it sounds absolutely repulsive, actually. <laughs> I'm going to start drinking. <laughs> start? <laughs> you mean continue? <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's just things in life we go through that aren't so fantastic. And, you know, you need to get it done because you have like an end goal. But, you know, in the moment, things kind of fucking suck. So you procrastinate or the whole list we're going to go down but maybe we should talk about what self-sabotage is first yes so self-sabotage when i was looking at it like like definition i thought it was interesting that they said it was intentional when a lot of times i think for the guys that i talk to it's not always intentional i sometimes i feel like it's just i don't even think people realize they're doing it yeah i would say it's more unintentional i think sometimes yes maybe to an extreme mm -hmm. but for a lot of times it's unintentional behavior that prevents you from acting in a way that you want to, you know, whether it goes yeah, against definitely. your values or maybe you're trying to accomplish a goal or it's, you know, whatever it is that you set for yourself, you are mm -hmm. doing things that don't exactly fall in line with that. I found a quote and it says self-sabotage is when we say we want something, then go about making sure it doesn't happen. Ouch. <laughs> right? <laughs> First of all, you're rude, whoever wrote that. No, I... I I think that's very true. Obviously, that's what Vanessa is doing with her hours. But we need examples. I'm, I'm just going to say, I don't know that I want it, though. So, like, uh, there's other people that want it for me. I mean, big picture, you do. Big picture. I'm thinking little picture right now. Which is one of the things I actually read. They were like, one of the great ways to think about self-sabotage and how to start working on it is look at the big picture is what you're doing mm -hmm. right now. Just fulfilling a short-term desire like yes. my desire to avoid fucking filling out paperwork and becoming an intern again yes saying you want to be in a relationship finding yourself in a healthy relationship and then you go and do something stupid to fuck it up like going out and drinking with the guys and cheating on and your like, wife oh i knew i would this wasn't for me yeah right 
I've heard of that. And I think part Dude, of- I just listened to a country song that the whole thing was like, I don't commit. This woman could have changed me and the fuck made you my house to? a home and blah. You're fucking, you're I don't Spotify know what's on that list, fucking list and right now. And it was now. really depressing. I don't know what happened because that's not what I've been well, But I'm that was saying. the song. If anybody could have made me settle down, it was you, but I'm not that type of person. I didn't grow up that. Shut the fuck up and stop whining. Oh. Like, well, that's not what I was listening to. Everyone's some heavy that way in a this person, morning, so. so. <laughs> it was like gangster rap status. At one point, I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was super depressing, and I, I don't buy that when people are like, oh, I'm just not that type of person and no we we all want that to an extent and consistency is called healthy so if you're telling me i don't want to be with one person and be happy so you you're happy in the chaos of having zero consistency right yeah you're happy not being happy you're happy you don't have someone to take care of you and support you and validate you really because i (laughs) I know, you know, Vanessa's laughing because we know a lot of people like this. So I'm going to throw this out there. Like, um, I don't know, maybe it's your birthday and um, somebody gets you a gift and you're like, holy shit and overly grateful, which I think is a good thing. But at the same time, maybe you're overly grateful because you actually do like those things and would like to have somebody do those things for you. But you're busy going, oh, I don't get invested. I don't do emotions. You're a fucking liar and you're self-sabotaging because obviously the shit makes you happy. Am, am I wrong? Nope, not at all. <laughs> if any of you out there are saying that, you're fucking liars. Uh, you have shit to work on. You should get to it. <laughs> Vanessa's she, crying. I just wish you it guys is, could see your fucking face right now. Like, <laughs> I am saying this with passion. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're making my eyes fucking water from laughing. Oh, that's amazing. It's so true, though. But it, and we hear is. that in so many first responders. Oh, I'm so used to turning it off at work. I just don't. Yeah. No, bitch. You sit in your little hole and you go home and you're like, oh, I'm going to sit in my little hole. I have zero emotions. I'm a first responder. Stop. <laughs> or maybe you've just only dated shitty women and you don't know what it's like Yeah. to be taken true. care of. And not just, I hear this from women, too. Maybe you've just d- dated shitty people. And it's weird to have somebody fucking treat you I don't nice. Know, and treat we you fucking nice. question it. Remember your birthday, right? Randomly I see that give too. You like coffee or yeah. whatever. Somebody's like being nice to them, and they're like, they're fucking weird. What's wrong with them? Like, bros, people are nice in the what's, world. What's wrong with you, yeah. dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> you see this in work too. I think it plays out differently in work in the sense of we're going to talk about like symptoms or signs of it. But I think almost setting yourself up for failure in some of the things that you choose to do. Like, I do like, that so hard when I'm fucking burnt out. Yeah. Instead of like we taking care of yourself. We were just talking about it yesterday. How we feel like we've been doing the bare minimum. Yeah. But you get so busy. And I, I think it happens in a lot of areas. Not just first responders. Obviously we do it. But you get burnt out and done. And you, and you have all these it. goals. And you're still like, okay, yeah, I want to do all these things. But I'm doing nothing to work but towards like right it. right now just fuck everything i'm gonna do the bare minimum until somebody says hey where is that thing and you're like damn it let me scratch the surface real quick yeah and then go back to avoiding and procrastinating yeah or like on the other end i think like i think, I think this has also common. had three coffees so we're yes. gonna hear a lot today we, you might <laughs> i have I've, oh yeah i'm on my third mind you it is 9 50 a.m i've been up for a while so i'm I not feel here like... to hate though keep going yes 
I don't necessarily know that I see this so much in law enforcement unless they're like changing, like doing different things within the department. But I see this more into like fireside where they can match from station to station or mm-hmm. like position to position more easily. I shouldn't say easily, but it's just more easily able to. There's more options. You know, I have guys that will be like, oh, if I just get to this one place, things are going to be better. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then they get to that new station or that new position and they're doing the exact same shit. And they're going, well, why is nothing changing? Maybe the fucking problem is you. Like, what are yeah. you doing? That's what I tell my guys that are like, I want to promote to make this better. Everywhere you go, there you are. If you're a shithead today, you're going to be a shithead there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know how to deal with your stress right now, which is what I mean by that, maybe you're not actually a shithead, you're just dumb. Yeah. If you don't know how to deal with stress right now, why the fuck would you promote to BC and be like, oh, now I know how to deal with stress? Mm-hmm. Negative. That's your behaviors are going to go with you to whatever rank you go to. Yeah. And whatever station, unit, what the fuck ever you go to. I think for law enforcement, yeah, that's more hard. Because if you lateral every year, you're going to look like... Yeah. I, that'd be very questionable. I'd be like, what the fuck is this weirdo lateraling every year? <laughs> Obviously, he sucks. <laughs> Can you imagine having to go through a psych and a full background every fucking year? If you're doing that every year, you're fucked up and you like it. Like, there's some... Then again, I think first responders like... Their, chaos. They like chaos, but what's... What is that word when you like pain? Why am I not thinking of it? Like the sexual term, the masochist or whatever? That's not just sexual, Vanessa, but, but it's nice to know where your head is at. So I'm going to take saying. care of this woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> masochist is not just sexual. It's across well, the board. I'm just saying. It's a, I've had to research Your heart rate's things. up. It's okay. <laughs> it probably is, but oh no, it's low right now. Did we talk about masochism and it lowered? Are you in that group? We're going to go fucking BDSM here real quick. Anyways, this is going to be an interesting episode. Did that answer your question, though? Because I feel like I'm I mean, yeah, but it's I'm not going the sexual route. But sip your coffee and think about it. Um, Moving on. I think first responders have like masochistic. Is that a word? Masochistic, masochist I would just spit my tendencies. Coffee on my mic. God, this is gonna be an episode. Okay, masochist tendencies, masochistic. I'm gonna look that shit up. If it's not, it, it should be a word because it, it sounds right. Urban dictionary. It's a fucking word now. Let's move on. Okay, I think they're masochist in a way because they enjoy being like kicked down a little. Man, maybe it's part of the self sabotage. You're still smirking, and I just want you to get on the same mental note as me, okay? I'm following. I'm just I'm okay. laughing at where this episode's going right okay, now. Okay, okay. At least we're, we're going to wake up some people Tuesday morning. Like, masochistic in the way of the, the self-sabotage, or even in therapy. I talk to some of my guys. Fucking go in on them. Oh, yeah. And they like it. Yeah. And I'm Self-sabotage like, happens a ton in therapy. Like, I have one guy that I, I'm, I'm going to... He doesn't know I'm talking about him, so it's fine. (laughs) If this resonates with one of you, maybe we should talk about that during our next session. But anyways, point being (laughs) is I'll have guys that I'll have talked to them for a long time. They've come to the retreat or, you know, or they have all the skills, right? And they'll come in every single session and be like, I just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I'll let that go for like one or two. And then finally, I'll just be like, actually, you do know what to do because we've talked about X, Y, and Z. And we've talked about a plan and I've given you homework and you show up to session every single week and you still haven't fucking done it so at this point is it you don't know what to do or you just don't want to fucking do it because you don't want to get better and yeah I think, exactly I, I feel like we're jumping around but going into like 
causes of what self-sabotage is. I think it's really fucking scary to make changes because that you're mm-hmm. leaving your homeostasis, you're leaving your normal. And as much, and we've talked about this before, people don't like changing Fear their normal. Of change. They don't want to change. I don't say Even they don't want to change. Even if your normal sucks. is not what you want. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's still change and we don't like change. Humans don't like change. So are they capable of it? Yes, absolutely. But actually choosing to do it and, and be apparently fire doesn't like change or things staying the same. Yeah. So you guys are fucking. They don't even know. <laughs> Fun. you're so fun i love it but fear ironically the guy i'm talking about is fire <laughs> isn't that ironic see <laughs> see you guys have pockets i'm telling you Fuck fear of failure is a big one i i honestly when i first started because i didn't start my bachelor's until i think i was 27 mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me i didn't even tell my parents i started at first because i was like i've literally dropped out of everything i'm not gonna fucking tell anyone i'm doing this until i know i'm doing it mm-hmm. and it's just to feel it Fear of failure. Procrastination is huge. And I've heard plenty of people say, and I say the same thing, so I'm not trying to fucking call anyone out. But, oh, I do my best work when I wait till the last minute. You know why you do? Because you know you're down to the wire and you can't take any breaks. At least that's what it is for me. Like, I'll procrastinate. Like, when we had papers due all the time, I would procrastinate like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then when it came down to like, no, I have to turn this in at 11.59 and it's 11.30, I was typing really fucking fast. And I would be like, this is my best work. No, I just didn't have any distractions or time to engage in those distractions. Yeah. I don't know if that's for everybody, but I think that's part of it. Self-criticism, maybe telling yourself you're going to fail or you can't do whatever it is or you engage in imposter syndrome. I've had a lot of guys do that, that have promoted, Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Yeah, I don't deserve (laughs) this. I didn't earn this. I feel like in many, I don't want to point out organizations, but many times you're promoted into a position and then you're not trained in that position. You didn't spend long enough you're in just the like position back before that. In the position. Oh my God, dude. I don't want to talk about exactly the details that I heard about. But there is this one guy that went from basically like nothing to like fucking high up there within like less than two years. I was like, how was that even possible? He goes, I have no idea. But he was literally spending like months in these positions because he knew the right people. And I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. Which in turn, of course, affects everyone around that person. And then Side they bar. probably spend some years in feeling like they lack skills. And then they go into self-sabotage and beating themselves up and masochistic-like behaviors. And I don't know, maybe we'll meet that person soon. That's Maybe. probably fucked up to say, think. but I, I think we, we can only push ourselves so far. Yeah. You need to give yourself, I think you need to give yourself time to even have growth in areas to feel confident, like actual confidence, not your boss saying like, oh, you're so good at this. You're going to be great. Yeah. That's not confidence. If you have to be constantly validated in your skills, you didn't fucking gain any. You, no. you need to be able to recognize your own skills and be confident in them to I, I think be a good leader. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of off topic, but anxiety and depression is part of self-sabotage. Loss of confidence. We just talked about that. We just talked a little bit about that. Low but self-esteem. Of course, low self-esteem. Went off of that. I think another like version or term for this is almost like the self-fulfilling prophecy where people behave in ways that confirm those negative beliefs that they have about themselves. Mm-hmm. So succeeding can actually cause those feelings of uncomfortableness. So instead of keeping on the track that you're going on, even though it's a great track, you go think and do things that derail you because you don't truly believe 
those things about you. So like Felicia was saying, I can tell somebody as a therapist, so I'm blue in the face that, you know, you are a good person. You do deserve this position. You're going to do really well. Like you've mm-hmm. worked hard. But at the end of that, the day, if you don't believe that about yourself because your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-belief, your negative self-talk, whatever it is, is telling you otherwise, you are going to in, unintentionally or maybe intentionally act in ways that make you fail whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and that lack of self-esteem and confidence increases that fear of failure and you get in this vicious cycle Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it's just perspective i don't know maybe how you raised experiences perfectionist demands do you want to talk about that vanessa (laughs) hugging your mic won't change your answer (laughs) i am a perfectionist which goes into like controlling i do know i am i like things the way i fucking like them Mm -hmm. and i want them done the way i want them done i don't necessarily think that's something i'm willing or want to work on i'm okay with it i've accepted it i love how this leads right into the science of self-sabotage so keep going well that's kind of what i'm reading off of uh (laughs) so not asking or accepting help Yep, refusing to ask for help, controlling, unrealistic expectations of yourself, or unrealistic goals. Speaking of unrealistic goals, we recently talked about seasonals. I don't know if we're going to post seasonals before or after this, but we talk about seasonals at some point. Who knows Mm -hmm. when we're going to post it? And I don't think, not even just seasonals, I would say in general for, you know, Leo and Fire, the overtime. Yeah. I've had so many guys set a goal for the year of overtime hours. Like, I'm going to hit this number. Maybe that's unrealistic. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you want to generally hit around some area, but also tell yourself. Be flexible. Yeah, I need to be flexible because life happens. And who knows if I'm going to be tired. And who knows if it's going to be a slow season and I can't even fucking get that many days, right? I think that's that's one of the unrealistic expectations I've heard of most recently. Or the expectation that... Or setting super low expectations because this could go either way. You can oh, either yeah. meet, get like super high expectations that there's just no like humanly way that's even really feasible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is, but in the meantime or in the process of doing so, you run yourself so far into the dirt that you're just basically a little shell walking around. But I do think on the other end of that, I see guys that were like... I just pictured a soulless crab. <laughs> basically <laughs> their their goals or expectations of themselves are so low that they just don't have any growth and then they're like I'm just gonna be this way forever because this is just how I am and I'm mm-hmm. like well yeah you're gonna stay this way if you don't challenge yourself a little bit yeah so you don't change anything you want to sit in your little comfort box um the unrealistic expectations of sleep mm-hmm. oh I sleep all my days off you can't mm-hmm. stockpile sleep guys we've talked it about this so many like times that's not yeah how works. we've talked about sleep so much so I won't go into it but check your expectations on sleep and if you're setting that bar really low like Vanessa was saying if you're expecting very minimal sleep sometimes that's just what your system will say oh look we met the mark this is fine mm-hmm. and it's it's the green light this is a go we can do this again so thinking about if it's too low or too high um pushing people away and I think that can also like go hand in hand with not asking or accepting help I think it's also a form of isolation yeah. and remember there's that bit of anxiety and depression that feeds into self-sabotage so that all goes together making excuses you know making excuses for why you couldn't Mm -hmm. get something done or why you did act that way instead of having the awareness of going like those either that lack of action or that action that you did was Uh uh-huh and then you think about it and think like okay like that was an excuse I could have done that Mm -hmm. if you're actually self-reflecting on that saying yes to things you don't actually have time for 
We're so good at that. This is where like struggling to set boundaries and struggling with moderation kind of get all tied together. It's like, well that, and I think it feeds into the not asking help or mm -hmm. having very low expectations of other people having that perfectionist attitude. You say yes because you expect that no one else around you can fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Or if they do it, it's gonna suck and you're gonna redo it anyways. Yeah. So you want it done in your way, as you were saying, Vanessa. Controlling perfectionist, and then you just say yes even though you don't have time. So you cut back on your sleep and increase all the things and then you're pissed that nobody does their job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to edit anyways. that part out if anybody else is listening to this episode. I, I honestly think that happens everywhere with perfectionists and it, it's not even, know, it's not even to say like, oh, who I work with completely sucks. I think it just happens everywhere and we have our, we all have our own ideas of how things need to be done and how it looks. So I'm sure at some point everybody feels that way. I also think that part of this too is like refusing to ask for help or setting unrealistic goals and not having boundaries and being a perfectionist. Like, you think all those things are really good, but then I feel like you set yourself up for such a high standard that just isn't realistic to reach. And if you fuck up one part of it, which goes into that all or nothing thinking, cognitive distortion that we talked about it like a while back, it's like, okay, well, you took on a thousand tasks because you're fucking a control freak. Mm -hmm. You didn't get one of those tasks done or, you know, you didn't complete it to the way you would have liked it to be completed. And now your brain's like, well, you're just a complete fuck up. Look at all of these things that you said you were going to do and you didn't get it done. Mm -hmm. So this, I think, also ties into a lot of other things. And it goes back to like we talked about earlier, like that self-esteem and self-confidence. If that's the expectation that you set for yourself, mm -hmm. that's unrealistic. And if you looked at it from a logical perspective, you would go, there's no way that this is possible, but you do it anyways. And then you fulfill it. And well, goes, and then on the flip side, fuck up. yeah, on the flip side, you have the moments of where you are fulfilling all that shit and you're fucking running yourself into the ground. Mm -hmm. And then you unintentionally use those same expectations for people around you. So you look at your coworker and you're like, you pitiful piece of shit with zero work ethic. But you are over here fucking doing a line of coke to get through all of your goals, <laughs> you know, you you have to always not literally doing one coke. I feel like I need to throw that in there. It is popular in some areas. We don't do that. It's my joke of choice. Lots of coffee. She snorts her coffee. <laughs> I might have thought it would work. <laughs> Will that hit me faster? Um, no, but I think. Do you think I could put instant coffee in like a syringe and shoot it into my veins? <laughs> you can ask your medics how that would go. <laughs> what do you think? You're gonna sound like that dumbass fucking chick. <laughs> Anyways, I think many times when we're those like overachiever, perfectionist, controlling, we can end up setting blind expectations for others that make us just e think even littler, of even them? less of them. Yes. There we go. Yeah. I have degrees. <laughs> Here I am making it. I've made up so many fucking words today. I think that actually really plays out in, I mean, it plays out at work, but even in like romantic relationships, if you have an expectation for yourself, mm -hmm. That you're like, I'm setting myself to this standard. And then you expect, you know, your spouse to do that. And they're not. And on top of that, you're not communicating those expectations. Mm -hmm. And they don't meet that unrealistic bar. And then all of a sudden you have a ton of yeah. reasons why you don't like them. Even though they're a really fucking great spouse. You yeah. just failed to communicate and had unrealistic expectations. Yeah. That's big. At the same time, if you communicate it and they can never fucking scrape the bar. Yes. Maybe we're not going. We're, yeah. We're not going down that path. That's a different situation. <laughs> But whole nother conversation. All right. So we've kind of talked about, you know, what does self-sabotage look like? You know, what are some causes of it? 
quick recap. You got low self-esteem, um, fear of changing, maybe a lack of awareness about even what your behaviors are and where they might be coming from, or even that they are self-sabotaging behaviors, um, lack of healthy coping skills. And again, remembering that most of the time it's not super intentional, but it doesn't mean it can't be changed. With that said, there is some things. So we're going to wrap it up with things that might be helpful for adjusting your self-sabotaging behavior switching it getting out of the cycle i think the first part and the first part to changing any type of behavior at all is just awareness mm-hmm. you have to be aware that you're doing it and again i i know the definition says intentional but i do, i think most of the time it's not like we yeah. said you don't actually realize you're doing it until you stop and really think about it or somebody checks you on it right mm-hmm. so just building that awareness in general and figuring out like what are the ways you self-sabotage because there's so many different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. What are those ways and finding those ways first and then making goals. This is just what I'm thinking, making goals surrounding whatever you find. Yeah. If you self-sabotage by pushing people away, what's one way you could challenge yourself this month to accept help? Or can you think of something where you would feel comfortable having someone help you? Even if it pushes your comfort a little, could you do that? Yeah. And I think part of this, too, is examining maybe where that self-sabotage comes from. The cause of it is it low self-esteem. I'm not super big on, like, relationship attachment type stuff, but I do think that that does play a role in it. If you didn't really have caregivers who, like, showed you how to be in a healthy relationship, you're kind of just trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out on your own, you know? So you might unintentionally be pushing people away, for example, because that's just how you saw your parents interact Mm -hmm. or your caregivers. I think there is some validity to that. So going, okay, well, if I know maybe it comes from this little area, then this, I can change that. I think also looking at your self-talk in this, your self-talk is saying like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be happy or I don't deserve to have a healthy relationship or I don't need it or I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Then of course your brain's going to follow suit in that. So if that's something that is playing, you might want to think about changing that. It's making me think of, have you seen those TikTok videos that pops up and the girl's like, what I do when my boyfriend's here and she's like has him get everything off the top shelf and she stands there like oh I can't get it but as soon as he's gone she's standing on the counters oh yeah walking around like la da 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 I use the salad tongs but um <laughs> I use a spatula to knock things off the fucking top shelf and then catch it yeah ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah but you figure things out when people aren't there and that that's like a smaller thing you know but taking that to the extreme you get so used to having something a certain way that you actually really have to work on your independence when that person isn't there or say that relationship ends and you find you were fully dependent on what they did, I think in a form that is self-sabotage, like you're cutting yourself off at the knees. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was sidetracked, but that's what it made me think of. But I I think if you're going to set goals to work on the self-sabotage behavior, they should just be like, set tiny goals. Don't be like, oh, I was going to write that book. I'm going to finish it this week. Yeah. I am no longer self-sabotaging. Calm down. Make a very small goal because it's good for, it's really good for you to complete things and be able to reinforce that. Even if you're like, I don't know why I'm on the writing book, but maybe if you are wanting to do that and you tell yourself, I want to write one page this week. Mm -hmm. That way at the end of that page, even if you know you can do more and that's your absolute minimum work, reinforcing yourself, okay, this is me taking a step because I think your brain just really likes that feedback. And the more you reinforce yourself, the more likely you're going to continue doing said behavior. 
Yeah. Also think part of this goes into developing healthier coping skills, especially if for guys who are struggling with mental health and doing like the self-sabotaging behavior, like, oh, okay, I'm going to stay clean off of like drugs and alcohol or whatever it is, gambling, sex for X amount of time. And then all of a sudden like something bad in their life happens and they go right back to it. That is a form mm-hmm. of self-sabotage too. So what healthier coping skills are you putting in place? And so that might look like communication. It might look like self-care. It might look like prioritizing sleep and eating healthy and meditation and whatever mm-hmm. wor- whatever works for you, but having that so you're less likely to go back into those old patterns of behavior. Like Felicia was saying, developing that plan, but also make sure that you have like a backup plan so you don't fall back in. And and self-sabotage doesn't have to just do with like big life goals or relationships, but even thinking like, you know, maybe you've been wanting to get into shape, but every time you think about it and tell yourself, oh, well, I didn't do anything this week, you go and emotionally, emotionally eat Mm -hmm. that, that's self-sabotage. Or you're like, I want to work out seven days this week. And because you waste one day, you're like, fuck it, I'll start again next week. And instead of working out for four or five days, you didn't work out at all. I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, I have this new goal. Oh, cool. Where are you starting? I'm going to wait till the first. Why not start Why? Now? Yeah. Or I'll start on Monday. Why? Mm-hmm. I start my diet tomorrow. Bitch, start right now. Why? <laughs> yeah. I think it can be helpful, too, to kind of externalize some of this to other people and put yourself, if you saw somebody engaging in things the way that you are mm-hmm. would you be encouraging it or would you be going what the fuck if your answer is yeah. what the fuck that's probably a good indication that you need <laughs> to rethink whatever it is you're about to say yes right. to or do and mm-hmm. and change it up a little bit because we are so good at telling other people like hey that's too much you need to have a break you need to rest or that's not so healthy maybe you should do yeah. this instead but we're not I so have great guys at that doing tell me all the time i'm so good at giving advice i'm just not good at taking it None of us are. That's why you have to like switch up your perspective when it comes to doing stuff Mm -hmm. for yourself. You have to really switch up the perspective. Well, hopefully the beginning of this episode did not scare any of you away. (laughs) I guess if it did, you're gone. (laughs) Bye. Bye. But thank you guys for listening. That's where you say something, Vanessa. I was just thinking if you (laughs) have any suggestions for future episodes, let us know. Do not slide into our DMs. You can message us. Just yes. so we're clear. Fucking hate when you say that, but it's fine. Don't, Anyways, message us. Don't send us weird stuff. Yeah, don't don't send us. You could send us like funny little videos. Oh, uh, make me dog happy. videos. Dog videos are good. We like some those. of my clients like to send fucking little jabs. Like you're fucking in therapy. Go no, go away. You're fine. Coffee memes. Yeah, coffee memes are good as long as you're not judging our coffee intake. Nope. <laughs> Mind your business. Anyways, okay. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to 7525. This podcast is in no way affiliated with any other business or entity. As a reminder, this podcast does not take the place of mental health treatment. If you or someone you love is struggling, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also visit their website at suicideprevention.org. If you are looking for a therapist, you may be able to locate one on psychologytoday.com. You can find us at 75.25 on Instagram or 75 backslash 25 on Facebook. 75 is spelled out, 25 numerical.